Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Bindi. Great to be here in the chair again. (laughs) Now, as always, we have our disclaimer. We do. You are not a medical doctor, but you are one of seven certified functional medicine practitioners in Australia. I am. And we have to beware of imitations because you are the real thing. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's because having being a board certified functional medicine practitioner from the Institute of Functional Medicine in Portland, Oregon, um, make is completely different to somebody who has done a nutrition degree. No disrespect and mm. says they're a functional nutritionist, which they probably are, but a board-certified functional medicine practitioner is just digs deeper, connects the dots. Look, and if when I before I actually did the, the, the huge course and the ridiculous exam, I probably would have been a bit on the same mindset. Yeah. But... We are just a little bit get a bit dig, dig deeper into the science, but put it together holistically. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about this is it it is yeah. holistic. It's oh, great, <coughs> and it looks into you know the root of everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, and with FM functional medicine is also about connecting the dots. So I say connecting the dots. And you know, sometimes it takes me a while in in clinic to connect the dots. I had a patient the other day, and I've seen her probably about twelve months, and she said something. And I went, that's the missing link. Mm. And it was something random. I can't even remember. I don't want to disclose it too much anyway. But I went, I know what the problem is. Mm. And now we're going towards that. And she's already, you know, she was feeling better, but um, now we're really nailing it. Yeah. So sometimes it, t- it takes a bit longer. But functional medicine is just not about, it's just about connecting the dots. I could just say, I could always say that. Yeah. Now, probably one of the things you deal with nearly every day is uh, something we're going to talk about today, and that is inflammation. Inflammation is one of the, absolutely, it's one of those bandied about words. And, you know, again, let's just cite functional medicine. Functional medicine says that um, one symptom has a number of underlying causes mm. or one underlying cause can cause a number of symptoms. Yeah. And inflammation is definitely the second one. Yeah. Inflammation causes so much chronic disease. Yeah. I guess the first thing we have to say is, you know, inflammation gets expanded around. It's actually not a bad thing. Mm. We need, if we didn't have the capacity to become inflamed, we would die because it is actually the body's physiological response to any sort of an insult. So it's the trigger. It's, it's, <coughs> when I, it's anything that's trying to do your body harm, the body responds by releasing certain chemicals that cause body inflammation because in, acute inflammation is your body's start of the healing journey. The problem is that it's not the acute inflammation that's a problem. It's, it's if your body can't get out of that cycle and it becomes chronic. So really it's the body's way of protecting itself. Absolutely. Mm. So you think um, 
It it actually keeps us alive. It it, it uh, actually um actually I'm, I've got I've actually got notes here because I thought I'd be a really good girl <laughs> and try not to talk about ridiculous things like cytokines. Um, so inflammation is our body's response against things like pathogens, antigens, injury, and toxic insults. So I am like, can you tell I'm reading? But I'm <laughs> going to go through about things. What pathogens? What's a pathogen? Do you know what a pathogen is? Um, not technically. Yeah, it's basically anything biological that's going to do you harm. Right. Like a bug. You know. Yeah. This horrible virus is a pathogen. Yeah. Right. And of course, our bodies um, are trying to build an. You know, that's our immune system. That's what our immune system. Our immune system is actually based a lot on inflammation. Mm. Right. It elicits an inflammatory response, which then um, recruits our white blood cells and all those wonderful things. It's amazing. An antigen is basically a little bit different. It actually creates, it causes our immune system to create an antibody against it. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows what I mean by a um, toxic insult. Mm. And, you know, we'll talk further with about toxic insults, what I, what I mean, because the toxic insults are everywhere in our modern world and toxic insults can also be through thoughts. Yeah. All right, we can yep. talk about that. And inflammation is actually should only be the first part of the process. So let's pretend we've got... Uh, injury through a nail. We stepped on a rusty nail. Yep. Right. So first of all, all these chemicals get get released by the damaged tissue. That basically tells your body, crap, there's something wrong. If we don't put all our white blood cells and stuff and through there, we are going to die of superating infection. Okay. So the the um the blood vessels dilate, so there's more room for the white blood cells to go there, um, and you'll that area can, can become red and pussy, and pussy is just the white blood cells. And we would then say, well, okay, your foot's inflamed, right? That's that's inflammation, but that's probably a good one. And the good thing with that is that we're not going to bleed to death or die of infection. So the four signs of inflammation are redness mm-hmm. from the increased blood supply and swelling for that reason, heat, and often pain because as everything swells, the nerves get impeded, and that's also your body's physiological response to say, slow the heck down, girlfriend. you got to have to rest that foot now. Mm. You know, let the body get on with the healing. Um, and that's because our body releases those proteins and ridiculous words like um, cytokines, but we're not going to go through <laughs> that. As I said, the problem <clears throat> is when it becomes chronic. Yeah. And, um, and that's prolonged exposure often to certain toxins. Yeah. You know, and toxins can be in our food. Mm. Now, or as I like to say, food-like substances. Yeah. Our bodies don't recognise a lot of these um, overheated vegetable oils or um, highly refined sugars or, God forbid, both together mm-hmm. and goes, well, that's actually a toxin. We have to um, uh, instigate our inflammatory response or otherwise the body's going to die. But, you know, the body's intuitive. But if we keep on hitting it with that, that same thing day after day, meal after meal, because eating is actually inflammatory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how is it? Of course, that's going to then go everywhere. And inflammation doesn't just stay. If you've if you've got a long term one, say if your gut, and mm. we know that if we pull your gut out and smooth it out, it's two tennis courts worth. So mm. if you've got inflammation in that gut, it ain't going to stay there. Mm. It's going to go everywhere. And say you've got the genes. There's your three leg of the stool um, for um, uh, an autoimmune disease. Inflammation is going to trigger it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then. The autoimmune disease becomes inflammatory itself. Mm. Now we're on a hamster wheel or a runaway train, as I like to say. Wow! Right. Um, other things that can cause environmental toxins. Other, pardon me. Other environmental toxins are um, often what's in our mouth. I don't know who, what bright spark forty years ago thought 
putting amalgamated metals, including mercury, in our mouth was a good idea. Mm. Who thought that was a good idea? You know, did you ever, have you got amalgams? No. you got silver fillings? Well, I had 12 of them. No. And I can always remember saying, oh, I've got this metally taste in my mouth. And everyone went, oh, you know. And it was worse in pregnancy. So I still say to my kids, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I toxified you against mercury. Because I must have had like a bit of reflux or something. And, of course, the acid gas is off. No amount of mercury is safe. Yeah. It elicits an inflammatory response. Mm. Okay. There's also other things like uh, environmental. That's why if you work for a company that deals with lead, you you have to get your lead levels checked because mm. in the long term your body responds by eliciting inflammation and if it's there all the time, you're going to have chronic inflammation. Yeah. Um, even certain drugs do it. Um, and, I'm, yeah, yeah, of course recreational drugs do it, but I'm talking about medical drugs as well and sometimes that's a little bit tricky. Mm. Um, we've talked about leaky gut. Irritants such as smoking. I mean, smoking is inflammatory. Mm. My um, my favourite um, commercial doctor, what's his name, the guy with the lisp and the pink shirt, Mosley, Dr Michael Mosley. <laughs> I love that guy. He did a, um, a thing on vaping versus smoking. Yeah. And he um, he's so good, you know, in the name of science he decided he'd take up vaping for a month and he um, he was actually really horrified. And he, I think the guy had opened it admits he does suffer from anxiety and you could see he was really anxious when they, he got the studies back. I don't know what sort of test they did anymore. I think they did an MRI CT scan. They found that he had migration of white blood cells into the bronchial tree and lungs, right, after a month of vaping. Well, that happens also with smoking. That is your inflammatory response, mm. right? So this is why smoking is so dangerous because you are just sucking that shit in all the time and your body can't get rid of it and it's in, it, pretty much inflammation, chronic inflammation is the cause of most diseases. Please don't vilify me for that. But, you know, yeah. it, it, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the other thing that you haven't mentioned that causes inflammation, exercise. Oh, yes. I, have, I, don't even, um, I didn't even put that on there. Yeah. Mm. Too much exercise causes inflammation. Mm. And this is the issue I have with a lot of people come to me and they're adrenally fatigued and um, they go, oh, I'm going to go and do a certain hardcore exercise and I'm going to smash it and everything and then they're going to fall in a heap like four weeks later because A, they don't actually have any, enough cortisol anyway. See, and this is why stress causes inflammation because you've got that elevated cortisol. Mm. Cortisol initially is anti-inflammatory but then long-term causes a pro-inflammatory response. And we know this. When you have an asthma attack, which is also inflammation, they give you prednisone to calm down the inflammation. But they say you can't stay on that for any long term. Yeah. Because it's going to be pro-inflammatory. Wow. <laughs> right. So basically, and that's we should have mentioned that with our sleep one, if you're on, you know when you're on prednisone you can't sleep. That's because it interferes with the melatonin response. Yeah. But that's just, you know, backtracking to our last podcast. But um, so, yeah, so there is exercise is, um, is very, a very uh, a big one that we need to think about. And that's that pain. That's that inflammation, mm. right? Am I saying don't exercise? Absolutely bloody not. Mm. Am I saying don't lift weights? Absolutely not. But just don't do it every day. Don't go to excess that you're feeling exhausted. My rule of thumb is if you get goosebumps, you've done it too hard. That's your body saying stop. Right. Okay, some people, that's a really good thing. They, and they get that. Have you ever seen that? 
that really white face and the red, and that's that's an inflammatory response. That's mm. your body going into um, acute inflammation, whole yeah. body inflammation. And if you do that every day, wow, you know, and yeah. look, and and some people with the genetics, if you're not adrenaline fatigued and you've worked up to it, that's I'm not saying that's fine. I've got a friend; she decided this time last year she was going to get fit. Went to a PT. Yeah, and I said, oh, are you sure? She's not flogging you too hard. She's my age. Mm. And um, I, I said, what about warm up, down, warm down? Oh, she doesn't think that's important. Well, guess what? This poor girl's still limping. Jeez. They did some, she did something. And, and, she, and now she's not doing any exercise. She can't even walk or do yoga. Wow. Right? Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, it's interesting how you explained, you know, how the body responds uh, to inflammation. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you look at exercise itself and particularly like if you're doing like heavy weightlifting or anything like that and you know how you get that delayed onset muscle soreness because yeah. um, it's actually the muscle fibres tearing, tearing and rebuilding yes. to build the muscle. Yeah, doms. Yeah. So really um, no wonder there's inflammation. No, no, it has to be because it's an injury. Injury causes inflammation. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I don't think we, we have an understanding of what exercise actually does to our body. Like we think we must do it and it's, yeah, it's no. good for us and it's healthy and it's – but I th- I th- and again, it's coming back to your genes and your situation and Correct. who you are. Correct. And, you know, you don't have – if anyone thinks yoga – is it as a wussy, wussy it is exercise? Not. <laughs> well, have a look at all the yogas. How awesome the yogis, they all look awesome and they've got bloody muscles on top of muscles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I always think it's funny because I do just do a body balance through the local gym because I'm too scabby to pay for two. Um, and I just love the guys come in for one or two. Like we usually there's a challenge on and you have to do so many classes. So the guys come in and they go, oh, I do body balance, it's got a piece of cake. They last about – actually, it was so funny. I shouldn't laugh but I will. <laughs> one guy actually fell over in one of the poses. We were, poor bugger, I feel so sorry for him. But they don't actually come back after two goes because they think, oh, shit, this is actually hard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just because you're not huffing and puffing. No, it's yeah. it's a whole different level of yeah. strength and, and concentration yeah. and and yeah, skill. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um yeah, another one is sunburn. We live in, you know Oh yeah. Mm. Lovely, bright, sunny Queensland, all of Australia. We have the um dubious honor of having the highest sun melanoma rate worldwide. Um genetics mm. plus trigger. Equals disease, right? Yeah. So I've had a melanoma. I lived in Papua New Guinea. I got sunburnt all the time. Mm. If you had a low-level tan, you know, some people say no tan is healthy. Well, that's actually not true because we need vitamin D. So what I'd do, I'd go and get burnt on the boat. Then I couldn't wait to get the stupid sunscreen off, which all that did was block the vitamin D. Yeah. I'd still get burnt. I washed, washed the vitamin D off further with soap and water. Of course I got melanoma. Mm. It's chronic inflammation of the skin combined with the genetics for it. Yeah. You know, um, as I said, stress, obesity. Obesity is an inflammation factory. If you've got a tummy, you know, this is why the numbers are there. If you've got a waist circumference of higher than 80, you are releasing cortisol. That's your very own little cortisol factory right yeah. there. Yeah. You know, so see, sometimes, of course, cortisol is good. And if you're having an asthma attack, am I saying don't have the prednisone? Absolutely not. It's handy to breathe and be alive. Mm. <laughs> but it's the long term. And we've talked about uh, lack of sleep being inflammatory because yep. of the glial cell detox. So if I have done a podcast on sleep, so listen to that one about that. Alcohol. Mm. Again, it's all about the level. One glass of red wine, if that's suits you with a meal, is not a problem. Mm. It's if you sit down and drink the whole bloody bottle every night. That's the problem, 
You know, it was never meant to be chronic and it's linked with chronic disease. And now this is researched, um, it's linked with cancer. Yeah. MIS, all cancer has got an inflammatory origin. Yeah. Okay, there's lots of other things in play, of course. There's genetics, you know, as I said, even smoking. You can smoke all your life and not die of lung cancer. Some people just like poor old Christopher Reeves or his wife, I think it was, yeah, his wife, she never smoked but worked in pubs. She, she had lung cancer. Mm. It's unfortunately, it does come down to your genes. Yeah. But I'm not saying give up, take up smoking. Um, asthma we've talked about. Alzheimer's disease, and I mentioned this in the sleep podcast, it's because if we don't actually get enough sleep, if we've got the propensity for it, our glial cells don't detox, combined with other things that we are nowhere inflammatory to our brain, like which we'll talk about foods in a minute, um, you are you got you're right on the road, mm. and there is a genetic, um, the brain derived neurotrophic factor and the APOE genes. There's a couple of genetics that make you more likely to get Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um. So again, that's why some people are bright as a button at age 98, and some people are God bless in nursing homes at 50. Mm. You know, it's it sucks, but that's the way it is. Gut issues we've talked about. Yeah. We've talked about till the literal cows come home. I'm going to share a story with you that happened just recently. I actually can't remember what the initial inflammation was. I had an injury. I had an injury of some sort. I don't think it's when I had my foot surgery because I was fine. It was after that and it was quite chronic. And after about, oh, chronic for me, I think it was about, <laughs> it was about two weeks. And anyway, so after about two weeks, I started becoming this bloody cranky old woman and I thought, what the hell's wrong with me? Because, as you know, I'm really up. Always up, drives people crazy. I can remember going on night duty and one of the nurses saying, stop being so, so, so joyous, Alex, you make me sick. So that's, that's how the ridiculous up I am. But I, and I like to be like, and my husband say, what's wrong? Nothing wrong with me. Let me alone. <laughs> and then I thought about it and I thought, I wonder if this inflammation from my, I think it was a leg or something, I can't remember, <coughs> is driving inflammation in my brain. Because the research shows you that inflammation in the brain causes depression. Mm. So I smashed a natural supplement of mine called PEA. Please don't ask me what it stands for. It's a lot. It's palmitoethylamide or something, <laughs> which is a high-end natural anti-inflammatory safe for everyone. And, you know, I took those in the morning. By morning tea I was already back to my bright self. Wow. So I actually use that supplement in my um, practice now for depression. Mm. I actually couldn't believe it, how quickly that worked. Mm. And, you know, if you want the, the – I, I know, actually know the pathophysiology. It's about the hippocampus, the hippocampus shrinking and the amygdala growing. But did I, did I think I actually put two and two together and got four? <laughs> Maybe not. So, you know, I could not believe it. And that's so true. Like if you think of times when you've had an, a significant injury. Or well, back pain's your classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Amen, sister. Um, yeah. But, like, I remember when I broke my ankle – um, and I had to go into plaster. Oh man, I was not pleasant to be around. Yeah, and people think it's because you. <coughs> excuse me. You, they, you think you're you're stimmied in your movements and stuff like that. Absolutely. No. <laughs> but it's this information driving it as well. Yeah, and even um, when I had my wisdom teeth out. Oh, same thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. When I actually had my melanoma removed in 1998. I actually developed an allergy to the sutures and my whole back to hissed. So I had this big hole and my very dear friend from Walloon, Walloon nursing friend used to come and pack it every day. 
And I can remember, and the doctor was wanting to see me, and I would just burst into tears and go, well, I can't stand this anymore. And then I'd think, oh, my, I, I, I do a lot of self-speak, like, oh, you've still got your arms and legs, stop. <laughs> Excuse me. And But now I know it was just this chronic inflammation in, that drove that. So if you have a chronic disease you have a, that is driven by inflammation, you are going to be more depressed. Mm. Type 2 diabetes, asthma. Alzheimer's always, any mental health issue, right? You're always going to be depressed. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm. So treating inflammation naturally is, is of course, the way to go. non anti-inflammatories are cited by um, conventional medicine um, like your neurofins and your ibuprofens and stuff. Fine in the short term. Yeah. There was a study, I think it's either 2016 or 2018, because I think it's only yesterday and it was like six years ago, <laughs> um, the UQ, University of Queensland and St Lucia put out that showed that in inflammatory osteoarthritis, right, which is a form of inflammation, yeah. um, wearing of the synovial cartilage of the joints and causing pain and inflammation, NSAIDs were really good initially, but long term they caused more damage. And it's probably the whole cortisol thing. And it actually can... Um, precipitate things like asthma attacks and stuff. We know this. I can't take neurofin. It gives me asthma. Yeah. Es- Exercise-induced asthma. Why? Because mm. it's inflammation. Mm-hmm. Right? Asthma is an inflammatory response to food. Some people can't have milk. They get an asthma attack. Exercise-induced asthma. This is exactly what you were talking about. Yep. They can still go for walks and stuff. Go on, the, on, on you know, and play a game of soccer. You're going to need your puffer. Yeah. So this is your body saying... Please help me, there's something wrong. Yeah. If you have exercise-induced asthma, maybe you shouldn't be playing soccer. I'm sorry, soccer coaches. <laughs> I'm just talking about the young kids I see. And that's it. We just don't listen to, to these signals that our body gives Correct. us. And that's really what inflammation is doing. Yes, that's exactly right. It's, mm. it's a messenger. Yeah. Inflammation is a messenger. Absolutely. So really when it comes to treatment then, um, so obviously magnesium is a good one too, yeah. right? Magnesium's the calm the farmer, huh? Yeah. Mm. And, and then your pee, what else? Yes. Um, look, fish oil is, oh, just because I did do some research on this, fish oil is touted as an anti-inflammatory. I can't take fish oil. I have a mutation on my gene that makes me like a little bit la-la when I take fish oil and it's <laughs> not just my thyroid. I eat plenty of oily fish and sardines and stuff like that, but I can't take fish oil. So just be aware that fish oil might not be for you. You have to buy the best quality one. That's it. A lot of it's scraping from the Thai factory fish floor. Um, so you need a really good good one. Talk to someone who knows. And I'm not talking about the girl and the chemist who's done the weekend course <laughs> by the person who's trying to sell the fish oil. Vitamins, antioxidant vitamins like A, C, E, um, that PEA, um, turmeric is also um, cited. Turmeric is one of those ones that is fantastic long term. Mm. Turmeric is notoriously difficult. Curcumin is the same thing, by the way. People go, oh, I'm taking curcumin. Okay, that's turmeric, yeah. um, the active ingredient. It's a phytopharmaceutical. I just think, you know, maybe we should go with what the good Lord intended in the whole plant. Mm. Um, but it is notoriously difficult to absorb through the gut. And this is why in all our curries, because turmeric is the yellow in curry powder, you see it combined with a fat like coconut milk or oil and um, some chilli or something that sort of is a bit of an adjuvant that lets the the gutter become a little bit irritated so the curcumin can go in. So just taking turmeric powder in um, water is not going to do anything. Mm. might make poo yellow. <laughs> but, do, 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 you know, do you, if you want to make it, like that's why the turmeric lattes and stuff came in. Yeah. 
But then again, putting honey in it all the time and sugar is quite inflammatory. <laughs> um, rainbow foods. Yes, I was going to say that. Rainbow foods are all the phytonutrients. All the phytonutrients are anti-inflammatory. Yeah. I have to say it, Belinda, I'm sorry. Yes. Metabolic balance. It was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Metabolic balance is food just for you. Tomato is a rainbow food. I can't do it. It gives me so much inflammation and it gives me a migraine. Mm. And right? again, and it's anxiety. coming back to you and your genetic makeup correct. and all your markers. Yep, correct, mm. correct. Um, the, I guess the, if we're going to talk about food and other than sugar and the, what I like to call the food-like substances like mm. your soft drinks and your mother drinks and all those sort of things, categorically the most inflammatory created food substance is something called advanced glycation end product or ages. Have you heard of them? No. I just love it. Ages age you. <laughs> right. Because inflammation also affects the telomeres, which are the, like, if you think about your genes like shoelaces. Yeah. They're the little lugs on the end of the shoelaces, the telomeres on the end of your genes. Right. As we get older, those little lugs get smaller and that causes aging. Ah. So things like, that's why I talk about antioxidants and stuff. Inflammation makes those telomeres short too. Right. Right? Yeah. Age, advanced glycosylation in, index, in products, I always get that wrong, is ages cause aging, right? Um, of course, smoking. Yeah. You know? But if you combine a protein, it can be any protein, with a crappy fat and sugar, you're going to get ages. And, of course, we're talking about canola oil and we're talking about any vegetable oils. I always remember when McDonald's made these big hoo-ha about their fries now being done in canola oil. Mm. Well, you actually lost me now. I used to eat the old one made in lard, <laughs> right? Because lard doesn't cause ages. Yeah. All your deep fried stuff. Yeah. Causes ages. Yeah. Anything, even if you actually eat barbecue meat too much, you got that. That causes ages. Right. Right. So. Canola oil is, I mean, I have to give a special um, mention to canola oil because it's my least favourite thing in the whole world. It used to be called rapeseed oil and it's still called rapeseed. And this is decades ago because they used to, they actually grew it initially with the automotive industry to lubricate the engines. Yep. Right? Then, of course, they developed synthetic oils with polymers. I made that up. I don't know what it's called. Um, And that actually lubricated the engines better, of Mm. course. Mechanical oils, mechanics. (laughs) <laughs> then all the farmers around the world, including Canadian farmers where a lot of the rapeseed was grown, said, what about us? You've just destroyed us. What are we going to do? You know, we can't change our way. Monoculture is never the way to go, is it? And um, they went, oh, yeah, you know what we can do? We can change the name to Canadian oil, canola, and feed it to the population. And then the whole Ansel Keys came in about the vegetable oils being good for you. Oh, yeah, no. You know, and this is your classic, and I actually, I think, cited Ansel Keys in my master's that you can prove anything with research because he said all these countries that ate vegetable oils have less heart disease, but they actually, he left out all the countries that, that didn't happen. Mm. Right? They had, well, had, no, the other way around. All the countries that ate fat, high fats caused heart disease. Yeah. Sorry, sometimes I get it myself. So you have to eat vegetable oils. Right, but things like the Inuits and all that who live on fat, he completely left out of his study mm. because that didn't suit the algorithm that he mm. was trying to prove. So then that's when all the vegetable oils come in and you heat them, they become these ages, especially if you cook your food in them. Yeah. So that um, that's probably the worst. So eating the rainbow, eating fresh, eating my three rules, like eating food that rots, eating foods that are a great, 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 pre-industrial revolution grandmother would have recognised as food 
is is the way to prevent inflammation. Mm. Not doing too much exercise, sleep. Mm. Not doing too excessive hardcore exercise, sleep. Mm. You know, and then my third rule: only God is perfect, and even He rested on the seventh day. There's nothing wrong with having the odd French fry. Mm. I had some last night. <laughs> you know, or a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's again where we come back to metabolic balance. Yes, where you know it, you learn to understand what are sometimes things. Yes, and what are every time things yes. for you. Yes, and you know, there's I'm sure there's people out there who. Um, have food-like substances every day for every meal. Yes. And, you know, there's some that have such a robust genetic that doesn't bother them. Yeah, yeah. But most of us can't do that. Yeah. Look, let's think about, you know, and I, honestly, some people think I'm judgmental, but I would probably be the least judgmental person because it just actually does my head in. How do you know if you don't know? Mm. How do you know if you don't know? Exactly. So they start with cereal and dead milk. Have I got a problem with dairy? Well, I personally do on my metabolic balance program. I can't have dairy. Some people get dairy. But say so you're having you're having shitty cereal with milk, and there's only two cereals um, out there that don't have sugar as their second ingredient, mm. right? Um, then you're going to have um, a lot of people have sachet of coffees or you know the latte coffee coffees and stuff that has um, trans fatty acids mm. in it, mm. so that's the same that induces ages. Um, then they have morning tea of a bun or something. Um, lunch is a, a white bread sandwich with some bologna or something on it and dinner's pasta. Mm. Where's the rainbow? Yeah. It's quick and it's tasty, but where's the bloody rainbow? You know, it reminds me of um, there used to be this TV show in the UK and um, I think it was like a weight loss transformation show. And so what they do as part of the food diary is – They'd get someone to do their food diary and then they'd get this big clear cylinder and they'd put everything that they ate in that week into that cylinder. And you should have seen it. It was just incredible because a lot of these people were like going hardcore on soft drink and white bread and all of these kind of things. And it just goes in this huge cylinder and and that's what they were consuming. Yeah, right. And just to look at it that way is like, oh, okay. And, and it comes back to that, you are what you eat. Yeah, yeah. and look, You literally are. Absolutely, and we should probably include water. Yeah. Dehydration <laughs> is very inflammatory, yeah. you know. Um, the water out of our taps, unfortunately, is inflammatory because there's chlorine and other substances in there. Am I saying that they shouldn't chlorinate our water? Absolutely bloody not. It's very handy not to die of a waterborne illness and people still, that's the most deaths worldwide is from mm. waterborne illness. But chlorine kills bugs. Yeah. So it must be filtered before it goes in because it kills your gut bugs mm. and causes inflammation and yeah. the bad guys grow. Yeah. So and um, again, you know, I, have you seen that one? I might, I might put it on my Facebook page again, uh, my Healing Hands Facebook page, where um, they get different countries in the world and the families and put before them the food they consume in the week. Have you seen those? Like they'll get the, the hunter-gatherers of Africa yeah, yeah. and it is absolutely mind-blowing. And it pretty much, I've sat down and looked at it and it correlates with where the chronic disease is in the world. Yeah, and like you were saying before, you look at the people who live in like Alaska and, and, and that kind of thing, what they eat compared to what we would hear. Like yep. they would never see a McDonald's. No, no. You know? Let's hope never. Um, And I'm, I'm not bagging Maccas here, but... um. I just, I, I don't know, again, I was watching one of my documentaries and these people that prepare for winter in Alaska, they'll just go and get a, a moose or yes. heaps of fish and yes. that's what they'll live yes. on. Yes, And there is fats in those, yes. and but look at them. 
Yes, but we also, we're not Inuits either. No. So that's their genetics. Yeah. And it's the same thing with um, people going, oh, I'm going to smash the soy because it's good and I'm going to smash the kale because it's good. Well, I'm not actually Asian. I'm not Japanese. So soy makes my thyroid go to hell in a handbasket. I love it, but I can't have it. Yeah. Right? Um, so, and, and the same as the greens. We, we can over, oh, dare I say it, we can overeat any colour. It has to be a, a, an appropriate, think of what your great, 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 great grandmother ate, where mm. she came from. So sure, you know, um, food, different foods can cause inflammation. So what I'm trying to say here is you're absolutely right, Bindi, the soft drink and the, all that shit does actually cause inflammation. But sometimes, and the only way we can discover that is through metabolic balance, I actually believe, mm. um, is there's different foods that might be good for one person that yeah. causes inflammation in another. Absolutely. And again, coming back to those genetics mm. and, you know, what one person does is not going to work for you. No. no. And so that's why you've got to be really aware of what works for you and yep. do that. Yeah. And look, you know, I was the worst of it when <clears> I was, you know, I, you know, I've, I've probably got quite robust genetics to be honest. And my, my wheels didn't start falling off the wagon until my thirties. Mm. Right, and some people, but what's happening now is we're getting chronic disease earlier and earlier because the mothers are already inflamed and sending those messages via the placenta to their babies. Yeah. Pretty sad, eh? Yeah. But it can be fixed. Yeah. You know, it, 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 our, we have the amazing capacity to be well. That's why my catch cry is helping you find the healer within because within everyone there's a healer. we just got to find what's going to heal you. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au.